episode five in English. Welcome, everybody. Tim. Fifth episode. Fifth episode. Uh, yeah. We made it to episode five. We made it to episode five already. Oh. Technically, it's episode six or five and, and, yeah. and a bit, if you count it in the pilot. Um, yeah, if you... But let's not do that. Let's just uh, take, talk about <laughs> yeah, logistics. Five. It's not our strong suit. Um, well, I must say that our logistics are actually pretty decent uh, for something coordinated between two people uh, who've only spoken each other in person once. Uh, yeah. So actually, we're doing pretty well. That's true. Um, That's true. And what, what, yeah, what, well, what we do need to change, by the way, that was I was thinking about this afternoon. Right now. We say that we are uploading the episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday yeah. in Dutch, Thursday in English. But that was because we recorded in the afternoon. Mm. But now you have a job. So now yeah. we're recording in the evening. So technically, we will be uploading it European time on Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. But we so are we recording on the Thursday and the Tuesday. So Yeah. So we need to, yeah. we need to, we need to change that. Yeah, well, getting better so, every episode. It, yeah, it, it's all a bit. I mean, there are no strict guidelines of how to do this. It's just uh, <laughs> a bloody we, mess we, every time. No, there there are no standards. There is no T. What's the word? The TTC three hundred seven. Yeah, standard. Yeah. Nice, nice. No, we're just improvising this, and uh, we we aim uh, to do stuff. On certain dates. Well, tomorrow I'm not available, so you will have the episode uh, a bit earlier. We are recording this on Wednesday. Can happen. Uh, it's really a big deal. I don't really think so. What is that a big is... deal, though, is that I have recovered from COVID. Uh, last episode, last Thursday, I felt ill. I told everyone that I was having the idea that I, that I had a cold, but it wasn't a cold, it was COVID. Uh, but at that moment, I still tested negative, and then the next day, I woke up, I felt terrible, uh, did another test, and it turned out to be COVID. So that really explains the fact that I was not being clear last episode. I was really struggling to talk uh, in English, to think straight, uh, also because it just felt terrible. Um, so yeah, I had COVID over the weekend. I've recovered already. I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, last episode was messy. I think uh, Jarno's dog ate his cable or something. Uh, we got uh, cyber attacked by the Russians. <laughs> so we were kind of... Uh, well, frustrated. It was, and, uh, it was a shit show. It was it was one big shit show, basically. Uh, so we only had a 45-minute episode, but this time I'm... Uh, well, I'm here again. I can think straight, and I can talk about Spawn properly. Uh, so let's do that. Becoming yeah. Or so. yeah. Yeah, we recorded the episode uh, in Dutch yesterday, and um, if there are any Dutch people listening right now, we are also going to address the Swift thing today. Yeah. So how Russia potentially could um, circumvent, evade the the SWIFT sanctions by using crypto. There is a yeah. very nice article. Um, we, we're going to dive into that a little bit today. So if you um, feel like it's um, been addressed to your liking yesterday in Dutch, um, just just skip the rest. Or, yeah. or, or, or stay if you like us. That would be also <laughs> great. Um so, so, so we're going to talk uh, Swift and Russia. Yeah, it's, it's pretty current right now, and we're going to talk a little bit on that Quant have become 
members of the Innovate, Innovate Finance. Innovate Finance, is that the name? Uh, yeah, I saw you, a tweet you, you, today. Yeah, I, I said pointed uh, it out to me that on the 5th, Gilbert will be speaking again. Yeah, uh, let apparently. me share the screen. So uh, Crypto Eugene uh, will probably uh, create a new meme. Uh, <laughs> we should call this channel the best Eugene meme. Yeah, well. The best Eugene, something like that. At least there was a tweet today from the team. I just posted it on uh, Quantum Dates. Um, I haven't read anything about it. Uh, it's just one of those industry events, I think. Uh, but let's go through it. Yeah. Um, Quant joins Innovate Finance and will take to the stage at IFGS 2022. We have recently become members of Innovate Finance, the independent industry body that represents and advances the global fintech community in the United Kingdom. Parveen Danda said, we are delighted to welcome Quant to the, oh, I shouldn't do that, <laughs> Innovate Finance community. Uh, where they will join an ever-growing ecosystem of forward-thinking and innovative companies. Our CEO, Gilbert Vurian, will be speaking at hashtag IFGS2022 on April 5th, 2022. The session, entitled Payments, What Else Can We Expect?, will also feature Jane Loginova, founder of Radar Payments, Cat Cloud of Played. Ronan Gallagher of Trust Payments and Jack Wilson of TrueLayer. Yeah. Learn more. And then there's a, a link. Um, there's probably also a tweet from this. I just grabbed this from the Dutch group. Yeah. Uh, so it's a screenshot. But this is uh, this is pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. There was also... Um, let me see. Let's scroll to this junk. Um, because this was the announcement... This is on the Quant website. I'll put this in the description. That's yep. um, published today. It's the 9th of March as we yes. speak. Fresh from the press. Yeah. Um, Gilbert's perfect perspectives are informed not just by his vision for Quant and the critical role of interoperability, but also by his more than 20 years of cybersecurity experience and C-level accountability as a CISO, CIO, and CTO. He has worked in government for Downing Street, Her Majesty's Treasury, Treasury, the Cabinet Office, Ministry of Justice, and NSW Health. He has also served in the private sector at MasterCard, Focalink, CSC, Ernst & Young, PricewaterhouseCoopers, British, British Petroleum, Petroleum, HSBC, with a keen interest in disruptive technology. Gilbert established the blockchain ISO standard, TC307 initiative in 2015, and is the convener, convener, convener? of the interoperability working group and yeah. why is this interesting because if you look at this these are the sponsors for the event we spoke of and if you look at these names you see here the city of london department for international trade her majesty's treasury london and partners aws we know aws is a partner as well B4B Payments, Bankable, Crossland, Klarna, there were some more that struck my interest. Barclays, we speculated to be also a partner of Quant. The Australian government is in, which is a confirmed Quant user. Ernst Young, Gerwood worked there, IBM, 
has been associated with quant. And, and, and if you then, now you can see his CV here. Um, and then you can also see all the, the commissions and big names and companies he worked for. Yeah. And there's, there's just a stupid amount of quote unquote coincidence and, 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 and correlations. And, and as, as most people know, um, it's, it, it's, it's a lot about who you know. It's also obviously what you know, what you can do, but who you know is very important. And, yeah. and just the names popping up here, <laughs> being sponsors of that event and Gilbert working there. Uh, I don't know, people. Coincidences? Come on. Tim, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't really think there is a coincidence. Uh, I think it mostly has to do with his network. Um, the question, however, is whether it, this is directly related to quant. So basically, it's a talk at an industry body. Um, and well, yeah, a lot of contacts of Gilbert could be there because of his network or whatever. Uh, but that's not really relevant for us at the end of the day. Uh, the question is whether there is a direct relationship with what Quant is doing, and we will have to see. Uh, so Gilbert will be speaking there, and we'll see what it brings. Um, I'm, I'm a bit tired of... Sure, the leads are impressive, and there is probably a connection, but it could be anything, and let's not hype it up too much. We'll just have to see what gets announced there. But um, yeah. um, well, at the end of the day, it, it's still impressive uh, how Gilbert's network is, and I think it's it's telling about the scope of the project we are in. Um, this company really has very deep connections to all kinds of uh, yeah. big organizations and companies around the globe. And yeah, behind the yeah. behind the scenes, it's at the front line of everything. I know that's, uh, yeah. that sounds a bit a bit weird. We, we spoke about this today in another chat. And Quant is not a com consumer facing product, so you yeah. won't see Quant. On, on on trams or billboards you trying to impress retail driving through uh, your local city no trying no. to impress uh, the retail plebs the schnitzels um but what you will see is that it is just building their network behind the scenes and all the front-facing blockchain infrastructure and hype projects um that they will be meaningless if they cannot connect with other networks because who the hell is going to adopt Floki on its own or, or name, name one other project? Are you, you telling me in the Floki background. isn't getting adopted? I thought Floki was pretty big. They have all kinds of sponsorships, uh, right? They have uh, Bitboy Crypto on board. I don't know if Bitboy Crypto is on board, but yeah. I mean, that is telling, right? Uh, Definitely. That's more than a lot of other projects. Exactly. Speaking of, what you see on the screen here is XLM. They have not listed QNT. QNT is not on any other blockchain than ERC20 blockchain. The token, obviously, yeah. Quant is a whole beast of its own, but the token is only positioned as an ERC20. No BNB, no XLM, no other BS. Everything besides the ERC20 is a scam. Do not engage with other contracts than ERC20 claiming no. to be QNT. I, I was looking very stringent at the camera for the people. You should only put listening. a warning on quant updates as well. Now I see this. Yeah. People can be pretty stupid. So. Yeah. Um, and there's Kraken shit again. 
when Kraken Thursday. It's a, no, it's a joke. It's a Dutch meme. Actually, um, it, it, it's as a website. Show, show, show the English folks. Go to uh, staatkurenteallopkraken.nl. Just show them. We have this uh, website in Dutch. It says, uh, it reads, uh, is Q&T already on Kraken.ml? Now it says, no, it's on Thursday. Uh, we address, yeah, we addressed this a couple of episodes back, I think. Yeah, but, but it this is, is beautiful. the actual website. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's brilliant. Glorious, even. Okay, um, let's see. Where are we? Um, there was another thing that I wanted to address briefly uh, before we go to the, the, the Swift thing. Yeah. And that's this. There was a, a lag chain, Latin American and a Caribbean blockchain, South America. Uh, Quant is integrated into them. It's a project with the International Development Bank. Um, and it says here, Lackchain, the global alliance for blockchain development led by IDB, continues growing. Um, I, I skimmed through the article. They're talking about Telefonica, Grant Thornton. Um, and, and how they are involved. Um, what I yeah. found interesting um, I'll, I'll link this so you can read it for yourself is all the way in the end um, they are talking about the, the scope the size this is, yeah. this is like I said an article posted today and it says with the incorporation of these alliances Lackchain is integrated today by 59 allies of the blockchain environment supporting public private partnerships and blockchain based solutions in 16 countries in the region Currently, there are over 40 projects with an impact on inclusion, with 136 nodes and 81 entities that execute nodes in a history of more than 35 million blocks. Um, that's a lot of numbers, and I do not, to be honest, really know the significance of it, um, but, but last numbers I heard um, were, were, were fewer. So, so things are getting better. So, well, the, yeah, that's the Quanfi yeah. show for you. Only the facts now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, we, yeah, this is typical Quanfi uh, show fashion. We, we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> I, th- I has, thought I did my homework. I thought I, I, prepped, I haven't but... done any homework at all, but every, apparently something is going on with Lak <laughs> Uh and, and, and the num- number go up, which must be bullish. We are just eight, sir. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's uh, it's it, it's interesting because lag chain is is is, is huge, and yeah. so, somebody wrote if you compare current markets to 2017, 2018, news that is coming out now on the daily um, would have pumped prices for quant a gazillion percent. Uh, that was obviously the time. It, it, it started when people were sharing fractals and they, they were sharing the graphs and everything. And, oh, this looks like the thing that happened in the, that, that month of 2017. And then somebody said, yeah, okay, that's that's all, all good and well, but uh, so much has changed. There is more adoption happening. Expectations are way higher. There's way more confirmation. Um, there, there's also way more skepticism. Um, and, and especially if you look at the partnership like this, uh, Lackchain is confirmed to be creating uh, a Latin American dollar in 2023. We know for a fact, it's confirmed by all parties involved, that Quant will be involved with this. And it did, did nothing with the price. Nothing. Oh. Um, That's the crazy part. 
<laughs> people read it like, oh, blockchain, can I buy this token? And then they figure out that they can't buy the token and they are not interested anymore for some yeah. stupid reason. It's uh, really interesting how that works. Anyways, uh, blockchain is happening on the background. Um, <laughs> Only 184 big... followers. Only 184 followers on blockchain. On, on, yeah. uh, you should on, follow on, them. Give them a, a bit of a... a medium. My God. Create account. Yeah, it's it's just strange that that an entity like this that should have a a, a huge that's gonna have a huge impact that's having a huge impact on lives out of an en- entire fucking continent. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in nothing burger in crypto land. How strange is that? Yeah. Cypherium. Uh, Cypherium got got name dropped for for Fed now something I don't know what they're probably maybe gonna build a wallet or something that's getting buzz and hype um, and 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 now a, a shit ton of countries oh well let let's let's just move on um, yeah I th- you, you get used to it after some time um, yeah we we are the blind and the dumb and the biased ones uh, Tim we are I, the ones that so. are not getting it well. Yeah, or uh, people just don't know yet, and through or mediums, through the Comfy Show, through Quantum Dates, through uh, all the other people on Twitter and, and Telegram, and, and all kinds of other platforms doing a great job. People get to know us; they they start understanding it. So just forty-five thousand. Yeah, forty-five thousand wallets on chain. It's, it's not nothing. even a, a, a European football stadium full. No, no. There are more idiots going to a soccer match or a football match than than that own quant in the world. Yeah, it's it's maddening. Yeah. It's, uh, oh well, um, we digress again. Um, uh, what you see right just here. just surpassed the amount of people that that lives that live in my town. And there are forty one thousand people in my town. So now we just surpassed them. So for a long period of time, there were. <laughs> Le- less quant holders than, than people living here. That that was an insane statistic for me. Well, yeah. the amount of quant holders can actually be higher. It's just the amount of wallets on chain. So the, the amount of holders probably way higher than 41,000. But um, when we measure the amount of wallets, which we can compare to other cryptos, it's really low. Anyways, let's continue to uh, the Digital Pound Foundation because we were discussing this in Dutch yesterday. Yeah, uh, we really spent the entire episode talking about it. Um, I don't really feel like doing the same thing again uh, because I was zoning out at some point. That I got I got the memo, uh, but I think we still need to address it in English. Uh, we just go through it a bit faster this time and make it easily accessible for you all. So yeah, uh, read the tweet, Jarno. What are we seeing at the moment? Yeah, we on the we, screen? we we could definitely shorten it because um, yesterday we we're doing it in Dutch meant yeah. that the entire Medium article was translated, paraphrased by me. So yeah. it took a bit longer, but you guys, you can just read and understand English. Um, yeah. So yeah, what it reads here, the tweet says, there are three reasons why hashtag Russia cannot use cryptocurrencies to evade sanctions. The first is infrastructure. Can you guess the others? Comment below. Yeah. Um, and obviously then there's... Uh... Yeah, let's not Stop. even go into the comment section. It's a dumpster <laughs> fire. Let's go straight to the article. Yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. Yeah, sure. My 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 son is 
screaming in the other room, but the baby phone was still on. Oh, yeah. For the people listening, we are currently viewing the website of uh, the Digital Pound Foundation. And yeah. we're reading a certain title. And what is the title called, Jarno? It says, what is SWIFT? What does ejecting Russia achieve? Can Russia evade sanctions through Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency assets? Before and reading is... it, and, and before, um, kind of, okay, we already know the answer, obviously. Uh, but let's not, let's pretend we don't know what's in the article. Let's pretend we didn't read it yet. What would be your first intuition? Why? My intuition, at least, was that that's not possible because you still need to trade at some point, so it, it won't happen. You, you can't evade sanctions. That was my first intuition. What's yours? Well, my thoughts were that you technically could use crypto and, and, and other means, but, but that it would be very difficult. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and by definition of that, um, it, it, it simply won't happen. Um, yeah. It's, it, 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 it takes two to tango, as yeah. they say, and this article will, uh, will address that. Yeah. Um, let's, let's read a little bit of the first paragraph and then just zip through it. Um, yeah, just okay. go through what is explaining people what Swift is. Um, you yeah. might know already because it's been in the news a lot. Uh, yeah. Following Russia's evasion, invasion of Ukraine, the US, EU, and UK have quickly moved to implement sanctions against Russian financial institutions, companies, and individual oligarchs. oligarchs. After much discussion and negotiation, it was also announced that Russian banks would be ejected from the SWIFT network. Um, opinions, opinion has been divided as to the effectiveness of this measure. And there has been much enthusiastic media, media speculation around the potential workarounds, including the use of other payments and messaging systems, as well as the use of new forms of digital money and cryptocurrencies that Russia could implement in order to bypass SWIFT. In this article, they'll take a look at SWIFT, what it is, what it isn't, and what exclusion from SWIFT network does and doesn't mean in practice. We'll also take a look at some of the proposed bypass mechanisms and assess their practicable, practicable, practicable feasibility. Practicable. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's fine. Um, practicable. Yarno. So what is Swift, Yardo? Uh, explain yeah. a layperson what Swift is. It's, 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 it's an agreement that a bunch of countries made on how they... Um, send each other financial messages yeah so um what what language what layout uh, what data should and should not be included um that and and and, and what rules to follow uh, in layman terms is that good enough or do you I want think me to so. it's uh, also an organization based in brussels in belgium Actually, yeah. some people from the, the, the Dutch uh, or Belgian uh, Q&T community, they, they work for Swift. Uh, we have a guy who was working for uh, Swift. It's based in Brussels in Belgium. Um, uh, I think it went, li yeah, it went live in uh, 1977. So you yeah. can imagine that this infrastructure has been around for the past 35 years. 
Uh, Ancient, no, even older than 40, I am. 40, 45 <laughs> years, 45 years. Yeah. Whoa, the 1980s are already 40 years ago instead of 30. Well, we're get, really getting old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> No, it, it's been around for 45 years already. Uh, so it's ancient uh, infrastructure. And it's kind of cru- crucial um, because a lot of banks still use it. And if you want to do international payments, you're going to need SWIFT uh, one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, some, but it's it's old. So, yeah. yeah. So, some facts. Its reach geographically spans over 200 countries and territories with over 11,000 banks and financial institutions as members as well as corporates. Um, they continue in the next paragraph. It is very important to emphasize that SWIFT is not a payment system per se. Rather, it carries the messages containing the details of transactions being processed across the payment system. Um, in 2021, on average, 42 million payments and securities transactions were processed per day on their system. Um, it took them four years to build this, and uh, and that is Swift. Um, how does it work? Yeah, we are using we are using those uh, bank identity codes, BICs. Um, And Jarno was gone for a bit. We were talking about uh, big codes. Yeah. Don't get me started. If if you happen to be in the Netherlands, don't use uh, Zico as your uh, web provider. Yeah, unless you have no other choice like we have. Um, Yeah. If if we want any internet that is quicker than 20 Mbit, um, we we have to use Zico here. Yeah. And it was flawless. Until I dropped my Horizon and Interactive Television, and I downgraded, yeah. downgraded to them. I yeah. upgraded to Internet only. Yeah, but we are we are not uh, encouraging you to use Sigal. We were talking about uh, bank identity <laughs> codes, <laughs> right? <laughs> Big codes. That's where yeah. we were. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so, what's a big code, Jorno? Can you uh, say something about it? I mean, we're talking about Swift, how it works. What's going on? I totally lost everything yeah. in, in my brain regarding big codes. Um, okay. Here we go. The big codes are available to members via the Swift Big directory and need to be quoted by the originating bank when addressing payment instructions sent across the Swift network to a particular destination bank. Um, so what they're doing is they're using the big code uh, as addresses or as, as, as identifiers. Um there are two ways to connect. Bank can either have a full Swift connectivity themselves via the Swift gateway, or for smaller institutions, they can connect via dedicated Swift service bureau that are run by independent commercial companies. Yeah. Um, so what happens when we take a bank out of Swift? By suspending a bank's BIC from the messaging network, the banks become cut off from the Swift community and will not be able to send or receive Swift messages. Um, that's a pretty big deal. Um, if you're not connected to Twitter, you, you cannot read tweets, you cannot send tweets. And and if you want any information, you have to get that by other means. But if you are 
in, into the payment world, um, you have bigger problems because everybody is on the SWIFT network and their infrastructure is also tuned to use that network and those messages. And that's what yep. they're uh, continuing on in this, in this paragraph. Um, that some countries like the UK, they use chaps for their um, internal communications. So um, it, 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 UK banks amongst themselves uh, use the faster payment systems or, or, or chaps. But when they cross the borders and they go, say, for instance, to the Netherlands, uh, they move to SWIFT. Um, and the same goes, obviously, for uh, for Russia and other countries. Yeah. Meaning that if they get cut off from SWIFT, say that happens to the UK, um, then they can still transact and do stuff inside their own country, but outside, um, that simply will not work. So um, they continue here, given banks act on both their own behalf and on behalf of other clients, ramification for their business and those of their clients can be severe exclusion also makes it very difficult for excluded banks to settle their securities and derivatives transactions which has an impact on the wider financial markets and to participate in international trade as most of the payments for imports and exports would be facilitated by banks across the swift network um, so this means that also all the the stock trading and, 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 and all other stuff that's going on in a country um, uses the SWIFT messaging standard yeah. in many cases. So um, even if you have, let's say, another means of, 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 of sending money, let's say you want to use PayPal, um, then you still have trouble for your securities and, and, and all other stuff that's going on. Um, next paragraph asks, could Russia use alternative messaging networks? Um, a couple of potential alternatives to SWIFT have been mooted, including the Chinese cross-border interbank payment system, KIPS or SIPS, and Russia's own system for transfer of financial messages, SPFS. However, it is not very, very realistic that either of these will solve Russia's problems. KIPS was built to facilitate settlement of international Chinese yuan-denominated transactions, primarily supporting Chinese banks, whilst most transactions globally are settled in U.S. dollars. And the SPFS participation is currently limited to Russian domestic participants, as it is not connected to any other non-Russian networks. It would be possible that SPFS and SIPS could be linked together, but that would take time. Yeah. And it would be limited utility until a wider range of global banks participated in these networks. And that is unlikely for many reasons. Mm -hmm. And what's very important here is that shit is settled in dollars. Even in crypto, um, people are always talking about the US dollar pair because the dollar is the global reserve currency. Still. Um, that is for fungibility reasons. So if everybody trades in dollars, everybody knows what they pay and you can skip a lot of the loss in time and in, in money that comes with, um, I, I forgot the word for switching currencies. 
Um, yeah, uh, yeah. exchange. Yeah, so if you want to go from, yeah. if you have to go from rubles to dollars, that takes time, costs money, etc. Swap. Yeah. Currencies. Um, and the ruble right now is in in yeah um, shambles. <laughs> ruble is worth nothing. Um, the and, fucking pump and dump in it. <laughs> yeah, and since Russia is excluded, I went to fucking work. <laughs> Russia is excluded. I was doing a special military, uh, special operation in Ukraine. He came back and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that Scott Pratt in camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has the sandbags under his eyes already. Okay, now let, let's let's. That's a fucking tank. <laughs> no. um, so dollars is a problem. Um, the, the network is a problem. Because it, it also says excluded banks would need to migrate their internal systems away from SWIFT and onto the chosen alternative messaging format. So that's what we spoke of earlier. And, 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 and that's also what's quant. what quant is going to make a lot easier is because interoperability also applies to SWIFT. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, this is primarily a messaging standard. People are always talking about ISO 222. Um, compliant, that it's kind of like the new Swift thing. It's the way we just write messages to each other. Um, train of thought gone. Um, interoperability. So if Russia even could switch to a different system, then they would still need all their potential partners that don't exist anymore to also switch to those networks. And, and, and that also poses problems. And, and they're explaining that in a bit. Um, if you bear in mind that larger banks could well have dozens, if not hundreds of platforms and systems that are programmed to use the SWIFT messaging format, it becomes clear that this would be a non-trivial undertaking in time and cost. Banks also typically have between 50 and 100 correspondent banks worldwide through which they access different jurisdictions. And special arrangements would need to be made with each one as to how payment instructions were to be received. And again, it's unlikely that anyone outside China or Russia would be rushing to embrace the new alternatives. Um, I mean, Russia is the baddie here right, right now. Um, they're breaking rules. They're ignoring uh, international set sentiment. That's why they got sanctioned. Um, why would anybody burn their fingers on Russia by helping them out because that's what they would be technically doing. Also, switching their ancient, because all the countries in the world, all the banks use ancient legacy tech. That's what needs to change. That's why CBDCs are such a hot topic. That's why quant and overledger interoperability will be the fucking savior. Um, so right now, that, that would take months, maybe even years, and millions of dollars to, to, to simply switch from SWIFT to something else is just not going to happen. It's not realistic. It's not, uh, it, it, it would take too much code, too much time, too much effort, if it would even be legal. Um, and that's what they also say here. What are the possible? A shorter-term implementation would likely involve heavy use of manual workarounds. 
reducing the bank's straight-through processing capabilities on which they are dependent for all sorts of regulatory compliance and reintroducing all the potential errors associated with manual process. Even submitting payments via an online platform or other digital channel could mean a Russian bank having to adjust to a range of different standards. The real killer, of course, is that ultimately sanctions still apply to Russian banks, and therefore the US, UK, or EU banks, or most others, wouldn't would be able to transact with them in any case. Um, yeah. So then the big question, that's why we're all here, could Russia use cryptocurrency to bypass SWIFT? And um, they continue, there has been much overexcited, breathless reporting in the media of the potential for Russia to use cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin, as a means of bypassing the SWIFT network. The crypto community has been quick to rebut these, pointing out many obvious issues with these theories, um, which, which is very interesting to me because the media is supposed to be the independent researcher. They should do their due diligence um, and they should know what is what. And, and as you all know, they still claim Bitcoin to be uh, very well suited to uh, pay for criminal activity and all that stuff uh, because it's anonymous and it is blah, 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 blah. Um, what is the media, though, in this story? I mean, you can't generalize the media, in my opinion. But well, I think the, 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 the mainstream nar narrative still among policymakers and, and uh, kind of certain media, I'm not saying all media, because we're getting more advanced, but at least the, the, the narrative that we've been hearing the past 10 years in which kind of gets outdated is, is that the Bitcoin, um, but it's kind of a persistent myth is that you can use Bitcoin and, and other cryptos easily for uh, um, criminal activities. Uh, I don't agree with that uh, for reasons which we oh, will discuss now. But isn't that the now. mainstream narrative? I, I think it, 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 it used to be the mainstream narrative, and it's, it still probably is. Um, but I think we are seeing a change in, 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 in narrative, but it goes slowly and gradually. Yeah. Um, and I, I just always... Uh, like to refrain from I'm saying the media because what exactly is the media? Um, well, I, yeah, I, 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 obviously, let, I, let's I, not I, get into this discussion. Let's uh, talk about no, no, the no, three but, points but, that, but, uh, but, but I uh, agree, but I agree. Yeah. But, but what is interesting is that they write down here themselves under the hyperlink overexcited, breathless reporting in the media of potential for Russia to use cryptocurrencies. It's probably a hyperlink. Click on it. I want to see what it, where it brings us. Oh, it's the New York Times. Uh... Russia could use cryptocurrency to blunt the force of U.S. sanctions. Okay. Russian companies have many cryptocurrency tools at their disposal to evade sanctions, including a so-called digital ruble or ransomware. Okay. So that was uh, that. I'm, yeah, we, need yeah we need to go back on the New York Times. Go to the New York Times article. Well, People, yeah, if yeah. you make a fucking website, open a new window by default, but somebody clicks a hyperlink, no. you need to keep traffic on your page. Oh, well. okay. um, so probably the, the, the Times is then actually overexcited. Okay, cool. It's, uh, no. But it's, it's the same in media always because they, they simply do not understand. They cannot be bothered to do their research. And the same goes for many investors. They just pair with what other people are saying. Nobody's thinking for themselves. 
blah 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 blah. Rebutted it. Rebutted. So quick to rebut. Rebut. What is the hyperlink there? Interested? Who's making that claim? Jake Chervinsky. Russia can't and won't use crypto to evade sanctions. Concerns about crypto's use for sanctions evasion are totally unfounded. They fundamentally misunderstand how sanctions work, how crypto markets work, how Putin is actually trying to mitigate sanctions. I'll explain in this thread. Um, I'll leave this open. Uh, no, just just click it in the article. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So issue number one is infrastructure. Institutional trading in financial markets typically requires secure connectivity using standard protocols to regulate it. High secure exchanges on which large volumes can be traded with ease. Um, Then it goes on that some exchanges are actually not all that bad. Um, And that some cryptocurrencies are near instantaneous in their settlement. Um, But the liquidity is a problem. And it is never as secure and um, reliable as the current systems are uh, using SWIFT. And also taxes, logistics. For a moment, challenges. I thought you were uh, actually lacking out. What? <laughs> I was, for a moment, I thought you were lacking out. <laughs> no, I was just crashing in no. my brain. Okay. Yeah. Um, so whilst cryptocurrency trades when executed can settle near instantaneously against other cryptos or stable coins, it's the time to execution that can be lengthy in a less liquid or illiquid market. And also the logistical challenges and tax implications in many jurisdictions of converting crypto back to fiat currencies. Yeah. That last one we uh, elaborated on as well yesterday. And that is that in many countries, <clears throat> whenever you go from crypto to fiat, you are creating a taxable event. Yep. And since most banks are private entities, um, they are also liable for taxes, if I'm not mistaken. So that means that whenever you uh, put your Bitcoin through a cycle, you need to pay a 40% tax in some countries, sometimes even more, on what you just did, which just, which just, just defeats the entire purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, if if you convert a million, you pay four hundred thousand in fees. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, not not ideal, um, nope. and it is it becomes even worse when you go cross border, um, and it becomes way more difficult. Who's yeah. eligible for tax and who's not? Um, it, it, it's it's just shit. Issue number two: transparency. Sanctions apply to any activity with sanctioned entities, and that includes cryptocurrency trading. Any transactions that take place between Russia and other entities would therefore, in theory, need to be obfuscated. (laughs) We choked on that word yesterday. Um, It means uh, obfuscated in English, which is very easy. Blockchains (laughs) are transparent in nature, and so the addresses associated with suspicious activity can easily be identified and blocked. An article from Politico included a quote from Ari Redboard, a former treasury official who now has legal and government affairs for the blockchain intelligence company TRM Labs. 
stating we have never had more visibility on financial flows and money laundering than we do today in cryptocurrency. Even if Russia had the means to obfuscate their transactions, there simply wouldn't be enough liquidity to facilitate the number of transactions required, and therefore the forensic tools used by governments would easily detect such legal activity. And, and, and that's what I tried to, to, to convey in, in, in the initial uh, paragraph is if there's one thing that's not anonymous, then it's crypto. And, 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 and that's also, it's, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like a broken record. Um, we, we all think it's anonymous and that's been a narrative for so long, but it's not. And, and, and looking at Quant Network and, and their program Seek, if they have one address that is um, tied to your identity as an individual, uh, so you have KYC on a specific exchange. Whenever there is a, every connection that is made from that address can simply be linked because it is on the blockchain forever. Even Monero and, and a bunch of other privacy chains um, have been cracked uh, by FBI or other entities and, and, and they can still follow you there. Um, even if you would send a couple of million and you throw it into a tumbler, then you still had those millions and then you tumbled them, you are still liable for that money. I mean, you haven't destroyed it. It's not lost. Um, so it's, it's and, and, and that's the same case that they're making here. It, it, it is impossible right now with, with the limited liquidity to, uh, to hide. You cannot hide and, and, and you cannot trade. And that means that if Russia wants to trade with me and I say, sure, I'll buy your gas. Um, that means that, 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 that I'm in trouble too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you do is, is traceable on the blockchain and even uh, yeah. anonymity chains like Monero uh, in, in the Dutch episode episode you said well that the FBI already cracked uh monero so uh you you think you're anonymous but you're really not uh and 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 you are just an individual um so yeah, yeah don't, you don't even have the power that that countries have they don't do it it's stupid yeah and the liquidity reason, liquidity yeah uh, we touched upon this in both points above but as of today the cryptocurrency market is simply too illiquid to support the value of daily FX transactions required by Russia. This statement is backed by Ashish Birla, general manager of RippleNet, who stated on Twitter that Russia conducts nearly 50 billion in FX transactions a day. As the largest crypto, Bitcoin's volume is usually between 20 and 50 billion a day. Russia's needs would encompass Bitcoin and more. It's certainly likely that some individual citizens in a frantic rush this is a hyperlink to divest themselves of rubles as their national currency continues to downward spiral will have converted their savings into crypto. However, at the scale of interbank payments and central bank transactions, cryptocurrency markets are of little use. Yep. There's not enough liquidity uh, to simply serve an entire country. No. Uh, what's the current volume? It's, it's around 20 to 50 billion. Uh, Yesterday, you said it needs to be at least a 100th or even a 1,000 times higher. 
and it's not it's factual. Not it's, work. Just, it's just yeah. my gut. That's just yeah. my gut feeling. No facts there, but yeah, it's uh, the, the slippage will be will be mad. That would be a huge Russia pump. It's a Putin pump, in it? <laughs> Putin pump and dump. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, so those are, are the reasons, and then they are summing it up. But basically, it boils down to those couple of points, and yeah, it's not really going to work out. Um, that's basically the conclusion there. If you want to read it, it's down in the comments. Uh, I mean, in the description, so you can uh, you can read there. Uh, yeah, the article for yourself. You you would as a country, you would be breaking the law to transact with Russia. Yeah, and it, it it just would be too much of a hassle. I mean, there are standards, regulations, and all those things for a reason, and um, everything is being rewritten as we speak already. So we are going to the CBDC world, uh, the ISO two hundred and twenty-two. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, will also have an impact on that. It's, it's, uh, Russia can't do fuck right now. They're just screwed. Crypto is not going to save them. Um, that's just the bottom line. Yeah. And I honestly don't really care about Russia. I think that there is something I do care about. I mean, the, 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 the commodity prices, uh, the price of oil, oil here, uh, that's going to be a thing. Uh, other materials that's going to uh, well affect our economy, which might be bad, but we'll have to see how that plays out. As what, usual, what, we don't know. Yeah, and and that will be limited as well. What's happening for Russia right now is, and and I I explained this earlier, war is fucking expensive. Yeah, it costs us shit ton of money, effort, and people. Um, all resources are scarce in war always. Mm -hmm. And if you are in another country, logistics are a pain in the ass. A a tank, we talked about this, a tank guzzles up a gallon every kilometer. A gallon of fuel. So you're going to need a ton of diesel in a foreign country where everybody's trying to kill you. Russia has Probably plenty of diesel, but the cars taking the diesel to the tanks that need it also use diesel. So it's it's kind of like a system that's eating itself. And you can't get fresh diesel because nobody will deal with you. Nobody will trade with you. Same goes for food. Same goes for ammunition, weapons, everything. When the fuel stops and your vehicles stop, then, then, then the food stops and the ammo stops. And then you get Ukrainian soldiers and Russian soldiers um, just huddling up and drinking tea with each other because the Russian soldiers don't give a shit anymore because the morale will go down and and, and then the war will be over in a way. Yeah. I mean, I I, I might be wrong. I'm not a specialist by any uh, standard. But, but, but you do have war, more experience with this than I do. <laughs> but it, it, this war won't last a year. Putin cannot keep that up. It is It is logistically... Not possible. I mean, soldiers will just stop fighting. If you stop feeding them, if you stop paying them, I mean... Yeah, that, that's also a discussion I had, but not necessarily with, with the army's logistics. Also with the rest of the country. I mean, you can't yeah. just arrest everyone. If, they, if, if 
people in government can't pay their taxes. Uh, I mean, can't pay their bills anymore because their their money is worthless. What's the point of going to a job if you if you don't get paid anymore? You you, you can't run. Yeah. Well, you can do it if you do it in a North Korean fashion, but is that really going to happen in a country like Russia where people still had access to the internet until a couple of months, well, even a couple of weeks ago? They know better than the North Koreans who have been totally indoctrinated. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, they will revolt. So it's yeah. going to be really difficult for them to uh, maintain this. I don't want to make this a political podcast, and it's not no, the no, scope no, 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 definitely us, but... not. But what, what, what I was getting at is that um, it is in all parties' interest to come to a, a solution and to get trade going again, because Russia already had problems in country. People were already hungry, thirsty, whatnot. Um, war is, is is making it a lot worse. Yeah, and um conquering a country and defending a country it's it's a lot easier to defend it's a lot easier because you're on your own ground you're on your own turf you just dig in and the other party just needs a five or a ten to one ratio to win you over so their resources are getting depleted at a much higher rate than the people that are defending um that that's why they probably are negotiating terms of truce and surrender and, and and whatever since since the first week because it's just not sustainable and and, and trade will um it, it has to start again because if yep. russia doesn't export their shit um what are they gonna do <laughs> yeah what, what are you gonna what's do what's russia gonna do <laughs> yeah what's russia gonna do now yeah. it's uh it's it's, it's yeah. oh well whatever yeah, um, uh, but but yeah but but this will all be, be be temporary and and markets will recover eventually it's crazy if you think about it that oil had negative futures only two years ago people yeah. were really thinking back then that it was the end of the world for some reason why people are people do. always so irrational and illogical that that COVID was going to be the end of the world it, it it doesn't make sense. It, it really idiots. doesn't make sense. Yeah, people are idiots. You can yeah, see me uh, any chat that I'm in. If you if you type that in, people are idiots. You can find quotes of me multiple times yeah. saying that people are idiots. <laughs> yeah, they We're really just are emotional um, wrecks. We, we fly by the seat of our pants. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's who, who said that? Was that Tyson? I think Every, so. Everybody, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. It's a bit like me with Q and T. I had a plan. I had a plan of cashing out. I wasn't. I wasn't supposed to cash out until six hundred, at least six hundred dollars minimum. Yeah. We never yeah. hit that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking wrecked. Yeah. No, and then I'm you get the secret alpha means, coming but... in your inbox. That's the yeah. problem, man. Yeah, I have a plan, but the plan usually doesn't work because uh, circumstances are different than yeah. you anticipate. Um, there was something else, by the way. There's there's more news. Uh, actually, it's not too bad to report this on a Wednesday. Usually, when we do it on a Thursday, we actually do have a lot of news compared to the, the, the Tuesday session. That's something I've noticed now doing this twice a week. But there was other news. Uh, uh, last night, Voyager has added Q&T as a trading pair. So we are on Voyager now as well. Uh, I think Voyager is a pretty big exchange. I've heard some stories about them. I'm not sure how it works, but I've heard about Voyager, so that is great news. 
what uh, I read from Born Quamfi, yeah, aka Jeff, is that they are a liquidity broker. Okay. Whatever that means. Um, he was excited, and he yeah. is here a lot longer than we are. So whatever he's excited, I am excited. Yeah, I am also cool. human, and I'm also an idiot. Yeah, we're just apes. We're just two monkeys together. Oh. <laughs> Basically us. Um, no, but that's great news. So we are on Voyager now, too. Um, we didn't do any questions. I, I didn't... Uh, I didn't put <laughs> any questions on Instagram. It was an embarrassment last week, and um, again, we had to, yeah. Well, we had to um, kind of reschedule everything, so I forgot to put the questions. And at the moment, I wanted to do them. Uh, yeah, well, it was too late already. But some people did ask some English questions in the Dutch oh, uh, Q and A. Right. That was interesting. Uh, so you see another language, you're like, "Ah, hey, I can still do this in uh, English and we'll see how it goes." We can right. we can pick some of them because you probably listen. Um, so what what did those people ask us? Yeah, there there was this quant times constellation partnership and significance English podcast, please. Oh yeah, so we we can talk about uh, constellation for a bit. Have we talked about that in the past? We did talk no. about aliens no. block, right? We did talk about LBT, but we haven't talked about constellation. Yeah, and 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 and, and to I be think... honest, it it, it kind of draws a blank on me. I know it's big. Uh, but can you kick it off? Sure, I can Google constellation for you. <laughs> I'm doing the same. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure how it goes with you, but I'm I'm feeling kind of a quant fatigue at the moment. Like I'm I'm getting kind of tired by everything. It's it's. I know I'm comfy and I know what's going to happen, but it really gets harder and harder to get excited about everything because we've been here for a while if that makes any sense yeah, yeah, yeah. well i, I somewhere... must say i've I become i had i i remember it because constellation there's there's just there's so much and eventually you reach i i think you meant you mean to say that you reach a state when you just feel saturated that there's so much saturation. That's the thing. Like, it, yeah. it, it just doesn't even matter anymore, but we're looking at constellation network. Yeah, um, can you share so your screen? Uh, constellation network. What are they doing? I honestly have no idea. I, I know that they did something with the U S smart cities. Constellation is the smart city. Ah, okay. So they're the smart city and, and they were doing something with the U S air force, right? So is that another, is that could be, could be. Let's see. A technology ecosystem that bridges real-world businesses with crypto economics. Uh, Thirty-five companies completed V one. What? Economies, not economics. Sorry. Fifty-four hundred nodes, one hundred thirteen foundational node operators. Indefinite, unlimited HGTP transactions. I don't know. Um, oh yeah, it's DAG. That's right. Um, there was a very interesting interview between Ghost, Luke, and the dude from Constellation. Was that Rashid Ajaja? No? Uh, I have no idea, man. Well, maybe I'm mixing things up. Tears Goldman, Tim O'Brien. Oh, that... No, it's not Rashid. Rashid is something else. It's... Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, sorry. There, there but, are so but, many names in crypto. There are so many projects. I, yeah, I don't know everyone. This, this is the smart city stuff. Yeah. Um, I know that Moby is also involved with that. Um, oh, yeah, Moby. Yeah, we have Moby too. Oh. Moby was also news on today, last couple of days. Um, that's also one of those giants that nobody talks about. No, it's Everybody that knows, and knows how big they are. Um, it's like a consortium between many different, very, very big, uh, big car companies like BMW, uh, uh, Volkswagen. It, a bunch it's of also because they don't have a token, right? Then uh, Moby doesn't have any tokens. <laughs> or do that's they? Right. Yeah, that's, no, right. well, that's, that's the main right. reason why nobody knows them, because you can't buy them on the public market. So Apparently, right. they don't matter in that case. Uh, over the past 10 years, we have seen data become more valuable and profitable than oil. This has caused a rise in industries such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, and big data led by major tech companies like Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and Google. That's a risky statement, stating that uh, data is more valuable than oil at these prices. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but, but it is. Yeah, of course, of course, I'm joking. C- click, click yes to cookies. Keep doing that. <laughs> You're feeding the machine. Um, uh, fuck. What was that partnership? Um, Constellation QNT partnership. I'm terrible at Googling. Con Network and Constellation. Partnership it's from 2019. Yeah, it's ancient. Yeah. That's probably also well, why I'm not really read up very well on this because that was before my time they're integrating sorry go ahead no no sorry no the the title reads uh constellation network and quant network are no wait there are two titles we are messing stuff up and what's the main quant network are integrating to help enterprises procure blockchain technology and enable interoperability with security at scale yes um and then the, 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 the first, um, how do you call this in English? When it's slanted text? Slanted, uh, italics? Italic. It's an italic. In, no. in italic, Constellation Network Incorporated, the San Francisco-based software, big data, and blockchain company integrate their secure communications protocol with Quant Network's Overledger, an operating system which solves interoperability of blockchain protocols at scale. The partnership represents a major milestone in (laughs) commercialization of blockchain technology by providing an end-to-end path from testing in closed environments to production-ready real-time digital systems. Yep. Commercialization. Thank you. I love that, how I tripped on that one. Um, Yeah. I suggest... um, You read up on it. We could read up, but there is a video made by Luke and Ghost. Um, I'll I'll I'll, li- I'll link that. Yeah, I'll, I'll look that up, um, and I'll 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 link that. Yeah. So so you can watch that because there, it, it is at least for what I know, uh, Constellation is a long-standing partnership. Uh, this has been announced late 2019. Uh, I think the the announcement specifically was on the third of December 2019. So. Uh, it's before COVID. It's that old. Uh, it's <laughs> even from a different uh, era, you could say. 
pre-apocalypse, baby. Yeah, it's it's old, so you can imagine that uh, these kind of partnerships have progressed uh, during the times, and yeah, it's cool. But what's what's the question again? Like we we went into constellation, but what was the question? The question I'm, was, I'm not sure what, we answered it. What's the what's the partnership until Quantum's constellation partnership and significance? Well, I'm not sure about the significance um, because that, that's a bit that's, that's a thing I can't can't answer for you. Uh, because well, we, we're seeing so many partnerships left and right. We, we've ben seen Jorgensen. Novi. They spoke Ben Jorgensen. Ben, ben Jorgensen and uh, yeah. Wyatt MF. Okay. I, fa- I found this also on the YouTube channel. If you go to the liked and love channels, you'll find the channel Luke. But I'll, I'll, I'll put this one in the in the description. Sorry for interrupting, Tim. Continue. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, in terms of significance, I can't really answer that for you. Uh, because I don't know. Uh, I think Jarno is, doesn't have to answer either. Uh, I think the, the the point is that they will probably use Overledger, which adds traffic uh, to Overledger and usage. That's good. In case uh, Constellation grows really big, then we will have more traffic. Uh, I think that's kind of the significance. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the same as with... Um... With, with, with Moby and, and a lot of other partnerships. Simba chain. Yeah. Quant will be integrated in their core means that everything that goes through their network needs to get through QMT. Same with AOBT. Um, the level of interoperability that Quant provides um, is literally any to any. Meaning, um, let's say Constellation, let's say a smart city. Even if you look at my house, I have a, a, a Philips television. I, I, I have a Sony uh, receiver. I use a, a Acer monitor, bank, uh, a custom uh, gaming PC. All the data that's being sent, my Samsung phone. This all kind of interoperates with each other because I use Windows and I use Android. That works. But when I go outside, we drive a Kia. Well, Kia, Kia has Google uh, auto or what do you, what do you say Google Drive? So yeah, Google kind, Auto, right? Yeah. No, so that kind Google of Google Drive is the 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 the, the cloud based. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Thank you. <laughs> that so, would be very interesting if Google Drive. <laughs> yeah. Google CarPlay, right? Now it's Apple Car, Google Car, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Android Auto. And Android Auto. That that's that's it. it. Fuck. So 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 that kind of interoperates with each other, but um, there's there's so much more. I mean. We have different apps on our phone for parking. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and there's a bunch of other stuff. But if you want all that data to to come from a certain point and go to a certain point, um, you, you, you're going to need everything to communicate. And what you cannot ask is that every innovation adheres by the same standards or by no. the same uh, protocol. So that would mean you need the interoperability layer. That's what Quant provides. So even if, if, if you want satellite data to go to the car, um, it, it gives freedom of choice. It, it, it eliminates lock-in um, because everything can work with everything. And, 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 and it, just, it just works. And it makes their system more widely used if it can work with everything. And it makes other systems also work more because it can also in, does that make sense yeah it does it does it does so um 
you can literally just plug anything into Overledger, or in this case, Constellation, if Overledger is part of it, and, and, and just make it work. Yeah. Um, if, if you want, um, if, if McDonald's only accept XRP payments, and I'm just making some mundane example, and you go with your automatic, automatic self-driving car um, through some traffic stops, uh, traffic lights, and, and, and all that data gets through your car, and then you go to the McDonald's, and you want to pay with XRP, and then everything just works automatically, even over the Constellation Network. Ta-da! Something like that. Does that kind of make sense? No. I'm yeah. looking at Tim's face, and he's like, yeah, you should have left that out. And I, I think you're right. I'm kind of confused, but yeah, I think the bottom line is that whatever wins, <laughs> whatever network <laughs> is going to win this race, it doesn't matter for us. No. It's, yeah, I, I, that's the reason I honestly don't care about all those other cryptos. I'm, I, I, I just can't be honest, honestly. It's, it's a matter of, of, of gambling on which horse is going to win the race. Uh, while you can just also own the the horse track, if that makes any sense, you, you can yes, also just own the perfect. stadium. That is that is the analogy. The analogy. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they all they, they can win the race, but they still need our infrastructure, regardless. So I, I honestly don't care. Um, but it's good. It's cool, nonetheless. It's cool stuff. And, uh, uh, I think uh, Constellation is doing great things with smart cities and, and and last week we were talking about polygon i think they're doing wonderful stuff whatever they're doing uh like keep doing what you're doing i don't know uh people love hmm. it then they should be doing it right could uh, quant be held back on the fact that it's an ethereum token real quick no no it doesn't fucking no. matter I mean, it, it, it's, it's like going to a theme park or a festival. You buy the tokens where you go in, everything you do on the festival floor or in the theme park, you need to pay with their token. That's no. how it works. The token can be made out of brass, can be made out of plastic. It can be made out of compressed horse shit. Doesn't matter. You need the token for everything. And that's it. And, and the token grants you access to the theme park and to all the rides and the, and the eating and, and, and all the good stuff. And that's what, what the QNT token does. The QNT token is on the Ethereum network because it's the most used network. Yeah. All the all the goodness, the festival itself, it's not built on fucking Ethereum. It's built in Quantland, some kind of very trippy fantasy land where everything is possible and everything just plugs in and everybody can put up their stand and do whatever they want. Yeah. Quant will facilitate it all and everything is is paid for and managed with the QNT token. That's it. So it being ERC20, there's no significance. It could it, it could just as well be on, on the Binance chain or on Thor or or, or whatever you want. No. Just not XRP. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't No, it's that. it's uh, a great it's... thing. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're actually um kind of okay with ethereum it's it's proven itself uh i'm not going to bother with this discussion again um what else uh not many significant things right nah i think uh i think i'm done you're done yeah i'm tired yeah yeah it's more mentally draining talking in english than in dutch I i noticed it, it it is, but it's also we are re- rehashing a lot of information. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's it, it's a bit quiet, and I do think, oh, this this sparks my imagination again. Um, yeah. 
next week, the 15th, there's a lot of speculation oh, going on. Thanks, Jeez, to, <laughs> thanks to Eugene. Eugene still thinks uh, it's going to be a massive Five event. <laughs> um, I, I, I disagree. I think nothing will happen. But there is there are a couple of cells in my body, my hopium cells, that, that think we, we might get gateways. But, but it's based on nothing but hopium. It's based on nothing. How do you feel with the general? Okay, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, fair. How how do you feel general market? Um, Yeah, I'm still not sure. Actually, I mean, I don't, I don't feel a bit follow Bitcoin. I don't even have a tracker on my phone. I just track uh, Quanta, track uh, VXV. I track uh, Books token. The token I'm still, I'm, I'm not in anymore. But I find it an interesting project, and I've, I'm tracking some kind of uh, governance uh, Zilliqa token. I've once got for free in some time. Uh, and, and based on those charts, I can kind of grasp how Bitcoin is doing. Um, I think we're still doing okay, I guess. What's I Bitcoin going to do? But I think I think we're still we're still kind of fine, honestly. It's it's not the apocalypse stuff we've been accounting for. Well <laughs> if there is a more messed up moment in history, in, in recent history, then let me please correct that. I'm still still unbothered by the events in the world <laughs> i think it would be now and, and we are still doing fine fucking luna man 90 euros already 90 yeah looks one euro quant 107 euros ship uh I, i'm 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 going through my water right now i'm looking for bitcoin oh here bitcoin bitcoin is 37,000 euros it's up seven percent on the 24 hours Okay. So that's nice. so that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. If I gave a fuck about Bitcoin, um I'd be happy. Yeah. It's it's not even too bad, honestly. It's ranging. Yeah, it's I don't know. Actually when you go a year back in history, it was higher. That's interesting. Oh. Is it I'm not going south pace anymore, based on the year short. Okay. A if I sort on the seven day Luna. And Q and T are the only ones that are up in my portfolio. The rest is down a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How's Bitcoin Eden is down on, is, is down five percent on the week. How's your Eden Hort going? Did someone the uh, somebody I, I, already I, buy or? Uh... Yeah, I'm asking a little bit over ten ETH for it now. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't check price. Um, I am <laughs> literally playing Pokemon Go again. I am playing nice. Pokemon Let's Go on the on the Switch with yeah. the, with my daughter Nikita. Um, she loves Pokemon, and I love how she's playing those games. She's yeah. obviously not uh, English; she speaks Dutch, but but she learns English. She learns how to read a map. She learns how to utilize items and stuff. So I stimulate that that she's playing those games because her. Her, her mental maps and schematics and shit are are, are improving so quickly. It's um, I, I yeah. think it's amazing. So I also downloaded all my Pokemon games again, and I'm playing again. Uh, obviously, all for my daughter to help her play her game better. Um, no, I like playing it myself, um, yeah. and, and and that's what I. All do those now. neural networks are just developing so rapidly at that age. It's uh, it's impressive. Yeah, and her English, it's. I had a job and, 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 and I had meetings on Zoom and um, those were people from Estonia and, and yeah. 
they spoke English, obviously. And and then Nikita, that was like like six months to a year back. She was sometimes just chiming in on the call. It's like, hi, how are you guys doing? And then understanding very simple questions that were asked on the other end. Um, and it even got, got better now with uh, with the Pokemon games. She cannot read very well yet, um, but I no. read everything to her in English and then in Dutch. So it's very educational, really fun. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. She will be much better in English than we are. You're kind of... Uh... I don't know. I still feel yeah. kind of clumsy speaking. It's also because I've been in a totally Dutch environment the past, not not the past year, but the past months. I've only spoken Dutch. It just gets uh, rusty. Uh, I mean, I've obviously also been in total English speaking environments in the past. Same goes for everything, my dude. Use it, it gets or lose rusty. it. Yeah, well, I'm not using it. Uh, only twice a week, uh, once a week with you. Uh, and the rest of the, I'm, I'm just, it's just getting rusty. So it's good to uh, practice a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it, it also doesn't help that we are, uh, discussing very complex issues with quants. It's definitely yeah. not the easiest stuff. Um, yeah. So we're just doing our best trying to, uh, make it understandable for you guys. And please yeah. accept my apologies for the fact that I'm not always as accurate as I should be in Dutch. But, Man, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. It's part of the job, I guess. Being eloquent all the time is um, it's difficult. Yeah. 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 Uh, again, I'm 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 done. Everybody, uh, please same here. Leave, leave comments, leave questions, yeah. ask them in the Telegram, ask them in on the YouTube, ask them wherever. We are now on Spotify. We are on many many We're platforms. Everywhere. Uh, the Quantum Reach Show. Out. J- just look us up and um, yeah. I'm feeding my heat trend while I'm talking to you guys. I don't know why I do this. Heat trend, Pokemon. Um, so yeah, I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Love Thanks. you guys. Stay comfy. Stay comfy. <laughs>